Dear Girl Mom, we know how challenging it can be raising daughters in a time where it seems like comparisons are part of every aspect of their lives. From grades to friends to sports, and for older girls with social media in their back pockets, it's difficult for them to escape it. We hope you enjoy this discussion about comparison, and we pray that it will encourage you as you help walk your daughter through this season in her life. Love, Nicole and Stacy. First off, we would like to give a huge thank you for allowing us into your homes, into your hearts, your workouts, or your quiet space. We don't take for granted for a single moment that you chose to be here right now. We are so grateful for the time you are giving us, and please know that we are praying for each and every one of you. So, Nicole, it sounds like we have a great episode mapped out for today. Yes, in today's episode, we will discuss comparison and how it can affect girls of all ages. This is a topic close to our hearts, so we can't wait to talk about how it affects us and our girls. And spoiler alert, how to battle it with the help of the Holy Spirit. This is such a powerful topic, as it's Mm -hmm. something each and every one of us, no doubt, struggle with at some point in our lives, especially as women. Goodness knows, I have struggled with comparing myself to others time and time again. It's been a lifelong battle, and I contributed all too often with simply not being comfortable in my own skin. Holy moly, how I've really been (laughs) more aware of this pitfall of comparison while being a mom. Thankfully, I'm a work in progress, just as we all are. Yes, absolutely. And just being honest with ourselves, um, you know, and just honest with each other, just opens up the opportunity to let the Holy Spirit work in us. Um, I've also battled comparison my whole life. Um, So I I have plenty of examples that I could share. One in particular that I still laugh about to this day was um, an event in high school that um, I think our kids don't experience, at least where my kids live. They don't have to go reserve a parking spot, um, in their parking lot at school. So we did that. So at, in my high school, when we, when it would become our junior year, because most people were 16, we would go reserve our parking spot. And that meant you had to drive the car that you were driving to school. And at that time in my life, I had been gifted and it is a gift as an adult. I can see that I did not have to buy this car. This was my parents graciously gave me a 1979 baby blue Monte Carlo. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's as amazing as you would imagine. Um, so I, I remember vividly feeling sick to my stomach, just at the thought of driving my car (laughs) Because of course, there's just, I mean, it's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. There were plenty of brand new cars. I mean, cars of all kinds. And I wasn't the only one who had, you know, received a hand-me-down car and, and that's fine. And I just, but I, in the moment I was comparing my car to everybody and I had this sick feeling in my stomach and I just, I was, I just didn't want to do it. And so I just kept thinking like, oh, my car's not as good as everybody else's. And look, everyone else's is so cute and shiny and you know, whatever. But so I got the parking pass. I got the parking spot. Um, 
And then something happened that I never expected. So we had um, our band hall. I was in band. So our band hall was right in the parking lot where I was parking. And one day after school, probably four or five, six, I don't know, some, some guys from band, they were my friends, all came running out. And they, I mean, this, if you've never seen a Monte Carlo, go, go ahead and Google 79 Monte Carlo. The <laughs> trunk was like as big as our bathroom. I mean, it was massive. So my friends come running out and they said they had this great idea to see how many people they could fit in the back of my car, in the trunk, and then see if we could close it. So, I mean, wow. it wasn't the greatest idea, right? But looking back like that, we laughed, we laughed so hard. We had so much fun. And so my car had some qualities that these brand new cars didn't have. I'm just saying nobody could, nobody was trying to get into the tiny little trunks of these sports cars. I'm just going to say, so, you know, kind of looking back with some perspective, my car had had features that other cars didn't. And I'm not trying to compare my children to a 79 Monte Carlo, but I want to make sure, you know, they're understanding that they have features and gifts and talents that other people don't have. And that God gave them for a reason, you know, to bring joy or for whatever purpose. So that's my Monte Carlo story. That's my, my, one of my biggest memories with comparison that I can think of. I think it boils down to character too. We want to, you oh, have I a had character. full of character. <laughs> yes. We're hoping to raise and infuse quality character into our daughters and love that and yes. pray over their character. And girl, you can't, I mean, can't believe you went down that you shared a story about cars. I love cars and that's I know a you whole do. different <laughs> podcast in of itself, but um, yeah. I could have even been accused of dating boys in high school just for the cars that they drove. <laughs> oh really, my gosh. I wasn't that shallow, but <laughs> I do have a passion for cars and I, I don't have to Google a 1979 Monte Carlo. I, told, <laughs> I just I hadn't pictured it in baby blue. So I am so. Oh, yeah. Oh, picture it. You can picture it. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, um, even though, uh, kind of on the flip side of that story, even though it took me a while, I was determined as a high school 16 year old to learn how to drive a manual transmission so that I could take out my dad's cherry red Jeep Wrangler out onto the Texas roads. that is uh, his baby that he was willing to share with me. And um, I felt like I was the cool high school kid that stood a chance mm. of being in the popular crowd because I was bringing a cool car to the parking lot. You and, were one of those kids that I was envious of. <laughs> uh-huh, and I was comparing myself big time. Yes. And, yep just thinking it felt so good to be in the spotlight. I feel special. I feel I was, yeah, it was, uh, Mm. I was the 16 year old girl driving this cool red Jeep with a a bikini top. So (laughs) nice. (laughs) We should post some pictures in the show notes of our cars. Oh my goodness. (laughs) That's, I get a visual. I mean, so yeah, I, I think not, I mean, high school, that's just one high school is just filled with opportunities to compare, um, in our, you know, see it in our girls, it's no different. Nothing changes generation after generation, but even, you know, as young moms from the time 
they were little poor things. I compared them to the babies in the play groups we were in and oh my goodness, that one's crawling and mine's barely sitting up or, you know, I don't know if you remember baby center online mm-hmm. when, um, our kids, let's see, my oldest was born in 2004. So that was kind of the first social media interaction that I'd ever had. And so on baby center, people would post questions and, um, you know, kind of like, oh, look who's standing today, you know, so you get on every morning and you're comparing, at least I was every single day, comparing my kids to what others were doing, comparing myself as a new mom to, you know, oh, I'm not reading five books a day with my baby. She's probably not going to be as far ahead as this one, you know, and just, I mean, every little thing and looking back, I wish I could have, um, helped myself not to, you know, at least, you know, kind of, I don't know, take a step back and, and, and not do that as much, but sometimes I think it's just our nature. I too. I think it's part of our human nature. And I know that I was goodness. I could find, think of so many different situations where I found myself, um, comparing and just thinking back to their infancy years and well my baby's not rolling all these other babies are rolling around everywhere and mine's mine's just she's content to stay on her blanket and play with toys she's not rolly why isn't she rolly yeah exactly yeah and so and it just it went from there I mean even with our kids and your girls are super close in age um, I try not to compare my two daughters to each other but it's, it's inevitable. I think I just, I was trying to be mindful at the time not to, and I still am not to compare them against each other. Did you find that to be kind of tricky with your girls? Oh, very much so. Especially since yeah. they're only they're our oldest two are only 20 months apart, but then with the mm. way their um, birthdays fell, they're only one year apart in school. So it made for our middle daughter. Um, she just kind of naturally fell into her older sister's shadow I didn't want, I wanted to be careful about that on the home front of not fostering that any more than what was happening in, you know, her elementary school world or middle school world or high school world. And um, mm. I just, I found it important in their early years, as well as they continue to, to grow, um, just to try to speak into each of their individuality and uniqueness. Right. I mean, we could just fast forward all the way to this very moment in time and, mm-hmm. and you know, being careful just to respect my girl's privacy and, and, you know, they're teenagers and they don't want me sharing everything about their lives, but I, you know, I, I see it every day. they they compare themselves, athletic abilities, grades, friendships, now college experience, you know, my, my oldest is looking at, you know, what options for college. And that's just natural to kind of compare what everyone else is doing versus what you're doing. And sometimes, you know, and it doesn't always have to be bad, but it's just that you just go there, you go there and you, you compare. So I, like I said, I just, I think it's human nature. It's just something we do. Um, one of my pastimes is just analyzing how I'm messing up in parenting. So <laughs> this is one of those times where I'm like, Oh, I'm probably do you know, I'm probably not encouraging them to be individuals or whatever, but I know that's not true. We're, we're doing the best we can, but I'm not sure there's anything we can do to prevent the comparison game from affecting our kids. Because it's ingrained in us, I think, from a very early yeah. age. And like you said, truly just a part of human nature. But it robs us of yielding to who we uniquely are. And um, it tries to put us in each in the same category. 
can you imagine how boring life would be if we were all the same? Right. Oh, my stars. But (laughs) yeah, you know, thinking back to high school yet again, I remember being drawn to those girls who were independent and stood out as individuals. And Mm. it was, they had their own individual sense of style with the clothes they wore or the way they styled their hair, or they just dared to live out their individuality. They, and they kind of, they represented what who I most desire to be. And I realize now it was my own true self. I just, I wanted to stand mm. and I wanted to be my own self yet. I've so often, I found myself wrapped up in fear, um, basically fear of being different from the norm that was out there. I found myself guilty of being scared to think for myself. Even mm. um, sometimes I even, you know, let others kind of dictate what I was thinking or what we did it contributed to never feeling confident enough to just let go and be me. I was guilty of conforming instead of rejoicing in the unique individual that God had created me to be. But fast forward to now and moving to a new part of the country where we have no family around us and we have new jobs and we're meeting new people and have the hopes of creating new friendships. And now this brand new podcast endeavor, not only is it a whole lot of new, but my goodness, it started to trigger my comparison radar. It goes back to how much I yearned to belong and be accepted by our new community and realizing the huge trigger it is and bringing out the grip comparison can have on my thought life. Yeah. Although, you know, I've also kind of started to think about how there, there can be healthy forms of comparison when it's kept in check by different parameters and maybe some boundaries, like with this new podcast, for instance, We've gone about comparing a variety of other podcasts up against one another and have researched our topic and our audience to see what's out there and how our approach measures up against um, what is what is currently out there on the the realm of podcasts. And I think it's been necessary for growth and relevance. Absolutely. Aware of our audience and who we hope to reach with our podcast. Um, And so. And with those parameters in mind, I, I feel like comparison is necessary and it's healthy. That's a great perspective that I guess sometimes it just seems like it, it's so negative, but it doesn't have to be. I think it gets negative when we fall prey to thinking we aren't as good as someone else or yeah. We're, yeah. We're maybe even being boastful that at least we're better than that. And that's, that's where the grip of comparison can become slippery and unhealthy. Yeah, that makes, that makes complete sense. That's good. Something I've said to my girls in the past is I'm going to butcher the quote, but it's something along the lines of just don't, don't let someone else's success minimize your own and what God is doing and has done in your life. I don't know. So, I mean, what I'm saying is this is not an easy topic and it's not, uh, there's no, you know, direct clear-cut answer for how to handle it because first of all every child is different every girl is different even within families so I usually go to the same resources I love going to Carrie Kampakis she's um we're gonna talk about her a lot in this podcast she is a mom of I think she has five girls four girls she's a mom of girls um and she's she's written a book she has a podcast. She's fantastic. So I found an article that she wrote and the title is comparison is the thief of joy, which we have all heard before. I thought I would read a couple of quotes from her article that really stood out to me that were helpful for me. Um, 
when kind of thinking about this topic. She says that comparison leads to self-sabotage and I, I completely relate to that. I think we can start to really, you know, especially in the age of social media, just sit there and compare and, oh, she's, she wore that and it looked like this, but when I wear that, it, you know, there's those funny memes. It's like, <laughs> like wearing the flannel shirts, like all oh, these girls looking cute in their flannels. And then I put mine on and I'm looking like a lumberjack, you know, like, it's just like, it doesn't stop. We can't get away from it. So it just kind of leads to self-sabotage. I love that she quotes Proverbs 4.23, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. And she says to her, this means making conscious efforts to keep those negative thoughts out. Okay, so we know comparison is a struggle for girls, um, appearances, experiences, talents. But my go-to question is always as a mom, okay, but what do we do about it? Indeed. I think we all ask ourselves that question and I can't help but think about, okay, well, let's consider what Jesus might do that. Mm. What was it that, uh, WWJD, what would Jesus do if we take it back? Yes. Take My it girls back wear those bracelets still. Do they still? Oh, fantastic. Yes. That's kind of good to know. I like that. It's so cute. I love that. Um, but really what would Jesus do? And so it kind of takes me back to, okay, well, let's look what the Bible says and, um, maybe start thinking about where Jesus kept telling Peter, um, as Peter wrestled with comparing his situation and his purpose to the fellow disciple, John, um, this post-resurrection and Jesus is on the beach and he's prepared a fish. I think it was a breakfast, but anyway, it was a, a meal and, um, John and Peter, they had all been out fishing and as Jesus is offering him his missional purpose in life, but hmm. it's, they, it's truth for us as well. It's a great takeaway. And when we wrestle with all the, when we're wrestling with comparison and we're caught up with, well, I'm not this, or I'm not that, and they look better. And I, I'm not as, as fit or athletic or, um, what does Jesus say? He says, take your eyes off of those people and follow me. Look to me. You have a purpose in me. You have, I designed you for a unique purpose in this life. And in order to find it, follow me. Um, and mm -hmm. for us as moms, he has a purpose for us as moms and as well as each of our daughters. And we, our role is to keep our eyes on him and follow him and not to be concerned about anyone else. And I think there's a phrase of, you know, stay in your own lane. I think that's been said before. And it's, you know, it's, yeah. it, we're running a race and we've got to stay in our own lane and keeping our eyes fixed on follow Jesus. Don't, don't compare which car is better than the other. I mean, I know mm. that the 68 Camaro is really, really cool, but I'm so <laughs> grateful. Just choose to be grateful for the engineers and the genius behind all of that. But anyway, seriously, if we're, if we as moms can be secure in the love of Jesus and his purpose and invitation to follow him and lean into the power of the Holy Spirit to help us in our weakness, then we'll have victory over comparison. Wow. Well, that's today's episode, everybody. Thank you. Mic drop by Stacey. <laughs> um, Boom, pow. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing after that. That was amazing. That's beautiful. And, um, 
I've never looked at that, you know, particular part of scripture from this angle. And it's, I mean, that just, that resonated with me so much. So thank you for that wisdom and insight. That was awesome. Jesus, what else do you have for us? (laughs) Keep going. (laughs) Another kind of something happened the other day as, um, mind you, as I've mentioned a few times before, um, we moved and um, I was a few times another moving box the other day. And I ran across a book that my grandparents had gifted me for my 18th birthday. And that was quite a few years ago, mind you. Um, I have a 19 year old as my oldest. So yes, quite a few (laughs) years ago. Um, But my grandfather had written a priceless inscription inside on the title page. And I feel his words just not only they hold such truth, but they they resonate with what we're sharing today. Um, He encouraged me to... In your right decisions, they will all be best made by turning to God. Hmm. And I just can't help but think how that is so much like Jesus telling Peter, follow me, feed my sheep. It starts with us as moms. It starts with us having a healthy thought life. It starts with us leaning into our faith and the Holy Spirit for strength to overcome this grip of comparison on a daily basis. Our daughters need and desire for us to show them what a strong, confident woman looks like. And even though they'll give us eye rolls and deep sighs, (laughs) and we will think that they don't care at all, they do. They look to us and they do learn from us. Right. We have a choice. We can either, we can either choose to live caught up within the grip of comparison, or we can walk free from it. Right. Just like I'm also reminded of the verse in 2 Timothy 1, 7, where it shares how God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. Do we live out our days as if we truly believe these words found in scripture? Mm, Wow. This might give everyone an idea of why you led our moms in prayer group. (laughs) You are just, I'm just sitting here just going, well, I'm done. Like this. No, I just, I love that you, you know, God gives us each experiences that help, you know, we can help each other because, you know, you've got this, this wisdom and that beautiful example from uh, that treasure you found unpacking that box. I bet you did. I would sob. That's amazing. And so timely. I love that. So thank you for sharing those. I personally find myself constantly needing that reminder to not just walk around cloaked in fear and worry by comparing and and thinking I'm not doing what other moms are doing or um, worried that my girls are somehow missing out or, you know, especially when they were little that we were, they were behind, you know, and I, I tend to allow fear to take root. And in that verse, that second Timothy verse reminds us that 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 fear God has not given us that spirit of fear and timidity but um of power love and self-discipline so it's it's just a good reminder and one I need multiple times a day (laughs) oh me too me too because there are days when I don't look to the spirit and I fail Mm -hmm. to ask for his help and those are the biggest days of battle with my struggle with comparison and I just comes back to, I have to choose to either battle comparison or choose to invite God into the battle as my strength. 
And he gets all the glory for the victory and my ability to be able to model a freedom from the grip of comparison with my daughters because I'm human Mm -hmm. and my goodness, I slip, I forget. And I easily don't role model well. And um, I don't want to be that way. I, I want to exhibit um, grace and I want to exhibit drawing near to the spirit and leaning into him and, and I want to exhibit and share with them what it looks like to walk in freedom. Right. Right. Yeah. I think as moms, we've all felt like that. Like we haven't measured up in one way or another, um, spending time thinking about what I could have done or should have done. And, um, you know, sometimes I don't feel like the role model I want to be. So I think, I think it is important to, to remember what we're modeling for our girls. And that's not to say like, just don't feel the pressure of that, but just recognize like, you know, it's, it's, we're all a work in progress and and that's okay. But, um, I just got distracted with myself. I said, I shouldn't have done, I should have done something differently. And, and that's one thing that, um, and we may talk about her in future episodes, but um, my precious counselor has said to me, don't shit on yourself. <laughs> like every time I say that, I think of her, I'm like, oh, I'm not supposed to say I should have done something differently. Don't shit on yourself because it's all just, you know, we're just trying to figure it out and, and none of us have it perfectly. So, so true. So what are we going to do? Well, we're going to follow Jesus. We're going to look to him, spend time with him through prayer and in reading his holy word in the Bible and draw near to him in relationship. But I also think there's other practical ways that we can handle comparison as a mom. Um, I know I personally have found coming alongside our daughters in relationship with the intent to listen, to be incredibly Mm. beneficial and powerful. Um, it opens the door to give them a safe place where they're listened to, valued, respected, and known. And I think that's mm-hmm. so important. I mean, how many of us don't wish that for our own selves? Right. I think that one-on-one time is priceless. Um, I take note of what they like and what really um, makes them feel comfortable and what they enjoy. And um, for our first two girls, it centered around coffee dates. And so we would always find ourselves heading to a coffee shop or uh, my oldest, she loves to hike. And so we would um, enjoy uh, hiking together and man, nothing would uncork that, that bottle of just being able to communicate and just mm-hmm. to share story upon story or struggle or issue. And it was just such sweet, sweet times of, um, being together. And then the opportunity to just share stories from my own life has, uh, has been helpful. I mean, it takes a level of bravery for me as I put that out there, but, um, for them, because not everyone wants to be vulnerable and share with, you know, their, their weaknesses and where they may have slipped up or failed or, um, choices that we've made that have been difficult or, Mm -hmm. um, And so sharing with them how I've struggled with comparison, what we're talking about today, it just has opened up honest conversation between themselves and me and helped them um, navigate this area in their own life as well. 
Right. Um, I was just talking to two mom friends yesterday, actually, about how I struggle to um, be vulnerable in front of my girls. And that feels vulnerable to say out loud, even. Um, For some reason, it's as if I let them see me cry about whatever issue. I don't know why I think that that's something I need to hide from them because it's it's a great thing to model is how to process things. And, you know, if you are finding yourself struggling with comparison and you're frustrated and just overwhelmed, just, you know, I, I want them to see that that's an okay emotion and that processing it is healthy. Um, so I'm currently working on that as well, but you know, um, hindsight is, is helpful, but our girls don't have hindsight yet. They're too, they're too young. They haven't lived enough life. So like, like you said, listening to understand, um, and putting ourselves where they're at is so important so that they can feel heard. And a lot of times I'm finding myself putting myself back into that teenager world. Um, and even having to revisit some of the healthy feelings that I've had to work hard to overcome, Mm -hmm. um, from my experiences as a teen and just in an effort to let them know I can empathize and, and I can see where they're coming from. And I think the hard part is just knowing when to sit and listen and hug them, uh, versus when to offer advice. And that's, that's another thing. I always just want to fix it. I want, I want you to feel better. So I try to think of how can I fix this quickly? And, and sometimes that's not even possible. It's more important to consider the relationship. Um, and even girls within the same family, you know, I've, uh, it's no secret. I have one daughter that she loves to just talk it out. She loves to just express verbally everything going on. And I have another daughter who I want to be sure and honor by giving her space to process um, and just kind of sit with her before I just start spewing advice, you know. And they're part of it. And the other component is how today's culture is so very different from the one we grew up in. It can make it so challenging to try to to empathize and to come alongside our daughters. Um, Right. But if we look at some of the commonalities, um, I think... Carrie Kampakis shares in her book, Love Her Well, which we will have um, a link to in our show notes. She makes this this observation in this quote that adolescence is an unpredictable season that throws teenagers into the perfect storm of purity, self-consciousness, self-doubt, comparison, social and academic pressures and a flood of changes in their bodies, moods, friendships, and circumstances. Mm. And I think that breaks it down beautifully because that's the commonality. We've all, I mean, we we all walk through adolescence and that's exactly what we encountered. The culture, yes, is different. The times are different. Those have changed, but that right there, we all walk through that unpredictable season. And maybe that helps us as moms to think about that and our own experiences to come alongside and be able to empathize with our daughters. Right. Um, If we can kind of remove the culture a bit, but focus on what commonalities we share, because we all went through that awkward season. Yes, we did. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we did. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. And I think the difference too, you know, just speaking culturally, 
is that our girls and, you know, and there may be some moms listening that who have younger girls and haven't quite yet encountered the social media mm-hmm. challenge, but, you know, our, our girls can't escape it when they leave school, like we did, um, you know, social media just demands that they continue to engage and reflect and on all the things. Um, and it just continues that cycle of, oh, I'm falling short here. And I didn't do it. You know, I don't look like this and I didn't go to that place. And, um, you know, I'm not part of this team. And, and so that's a whole new component that I'm just tripping along, (laughs) trying to figure out because, you know, we didn't have that when we grew up. So, um, technology has, has definitely stepped in, in this issue in many ways. It's been a game changer for sure. And Mm. I look at it as like, it's, it's a, it's a bear. It's a, it's good and bad, right? Um, but everything in moderation and with mm-hmm. boundaries and um, it has to be turned off at some point in time. And a lot of times we as moms need to be the ones to model that we need to set boundaries and put rules in place so that we can all take a break from the social media monster um, because right. we all need it. We all have to have rest and time off and um, cause this is a, a tech saturated generation. And right. And it's not going away and it's not going away exactly <laughs> as much as I've wondered, wonder when this phase will be over. I'm pretty sure it's not a phase. So I think, I think, here to going, stay. <laughs> yeah, I think this is going to be around a while. So it is yeah. it, to figure out how to work with it in a healthy way is, is the goal. So as with everything else, Um, We really just want to dig deep into the ways we can approach this issue by seeking guidance from God. So how do we push back on comparison? Um, You know, so I'm thinking, what if we just focus our eyes on Jesus, you know, and compare ourselves to him, you know, and saying that out loud, I hope that doesn't sound flippant, you know, or just that canned Christian answer that, you know, we sit, tell our girls and walk away, but, but truly it is important to consider those, the qualities of Jesus alone are what we want to measure up to. Um, so we can encourage not only ourselves, but our girls, um, to take an honest look at the traits that we, and they most want to represent, um, to those in our lives, the people we interact with. And so that, you know, that kind of thought process started leading me to Galatians to um, really read about the fruits of the spirit. So I'm going to read Galatians 5, 22 through 25. And it says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control against such things. There is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the spirit, let us keep in step with the spirit. And I think um, for me, that's the encouragement that I need to, to realize, like, you know, as believers, just take heart that we've been given the fruits of the spirit. We rely on the spirit and his strength in order to access all of this, you know, um, that's an important reminder. So I guess what it 
kind of looks like, it's like if you take patience, you can, you can lean into the, through prayer, just lean into the spirit and ask him to reveal um, and to show us and to ask ourselves, have we been more patient with those around us? Um, mm. And maybe especially those that we've struggled with in the past, have I exhibited more patience? Um, or have I held my tongue in order to practice patience in those difficult moments? Um, it's not just going to be in my strength, but have I seen where the spirit has come alongside and helped me? And I've leaned into him and asked for his help. Right. Yeah, that's that that reminder for me. Um, and, and I hope that I'm imparting on my girls is that, you know, the, these traits, we, we can't just earn them on our own or figure it out. We can't just dig deep and muster up all this patience and grace and self-control that we need in our lives. We can't do it. And, and that's helpful to remember that it only comes from the Holy spirit. So if we find ourselves trapped in a cycle of comparison, um, you know, or we, we see that our girls are in a season where they're, they're struggling with comparison, just encourage that grace for ourselves um, and for our girls to have grace for themselves when they see themselves kind of getting caught up in all that and realize, you know, it only comes from the Holy Spirit. We cannot do it on our own. Um, and it, another story that this kind of, you know, I kind of started thinking about was in Exodus when, when God called Moses for a very specific purpose. And just like all of us, Moses is like, hold on, you know, like, um, I'm pretty sure you got the wrong guy. <laughs> better. <laughs> Somebody else is uh, better spoken than I am. I can't do this. And, and he instantly, instantly began to compare himself and his abilities to others and automatically, you know, just deemed himself unworthy, unqualified to do what God was calling him to do. And the major component there was that he forgot God's purpose for his life was just as unique as, as his own DNA and his skills and abilities. And that, that spills over into our lives today. And so when we compare, we're missing the gift that God, you know, has laid out for our lives. And we have no idea how God's going to use what we might even see as our flaws to honor and glorify him. And how he can use us for the kingdom. And so what we see as a flaw has, you know, is something that God deliberately created um, when he created us. And so that's, that's something I want to make sure I continue to remind my girls that, you know, when it comes to appearances, you know, they fade, they fade into the background when you see people's hearts. This is something I was telling one of my daughters the other day. Um, I've, I've run into many different women over my life, like just mentors, um, ladies who are a little bit older than me, you know, have a lot more experience in life and they've just shepherded me in my adult years. And when I think of them, I only think about who they are and, you know, their heart and their, the way they make me feel when I'm with them. And I, I don't consider at all what they look like or how their hair is fixed or what they're wearing. I, I, their beauty in the form of the Holy spirit working through them is all I think of when I, when I think of them or when I, when I interact with them. And that's, that is just something to consider. 
that joy that emanates. Yes, absolutely. Well, as we wrap up this episode, let's take a final look at scripture and look at Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, and the hope that we have in navigating all things through the power that we have in the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. As moms, we have a responsibility to teach our daughters and help them cultivate a healthy thought life, and we simply can't do it in our own strength. We need Jesus, and we need each other, and we need the power of the Holy Spirit to work within us. And that happens when we're mindful to get quiet with God. And likewise, it's good to encourage our daughters to do the same. Often and first off, the best place to go is straight to God. And I pray daily for our daughters to draw near to God and experience how he draws near to them. Likewise, I pray for their experience of his perfect peace that surpasses all understanding. We hope this episode has been an encouragement to you. By looking to the Holy Spirit on a daily basis, we can help model what it looks like to get our strength from the Holy Spirit and find freedom from the bondage of comparison. Be encouraged and stay strong and ask Jesus for the grace to equip our daughters to stand on their own two feet and overcome the battle of comparison. Thank you so much for joining us today. We would love for you to follow us at Dear Girl Mom on Facebook and Instagram to join in on the conversations all about raising daughters in today's world. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening and sticking with us as we learn the ins and outs of technology. We are not podcasting experts and definitely don't want to take ourselves too seriously. So please enjoy this blooper section because imperfection is all part of the fun, right? So this will be edited out. <laughs> Your mark. Get set. Ready. We hope you enjoy this discussion and comparison. Nope. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Delete. <laughs> <laughs> intro with music so close <laughs> so close i know well did you like it up <laughs> no i didn't like it so it's recording segment one take two <laughs> hopefully we'll be better okay go <laughs> goodness knows how i've struggled with comparing myself to others it's been a lifelong battle and I contribute at all too often with simply being comfortable in my own skin, not being comfortable in my own skin. <laughs>
is going to be really impressed.